It is heartwarming. It's sweet. It is a Hollywood trope. The story goes something like this. The kid is smarter than their parents. And through some means, whether fair or foul, they are able to reunite parents that have been divorced. We may have enjoyed a movie like this in the past, knowing that this is impossible as adults. My guest today was able to make the impossible real. He reunited his parents with a letter. This caused him a significant amount of trauma. I thank you in advance for listening to this story. Walter, so thank you very much for, for coming on the podcast today. Uh, so what kind of trauma do you want to talk about today? Well, I'm going to talk about my parents divorced probably when I was about 13. And uh, during a certain time, you know, while, while they were separated, let's say they were separated, uh, I was staying with my dad and my aunt, I would go to my aunt's house, my aunt and uncle's house, and she, I guess she felt that she was kind of a counselor and she felt the need to help talk to me. And we would talk every day and sit on her couch to the point where I dreaded going up there. I just want to go there to eat because she could really cook and hang out with my cousins. And the girls next door were pretty. But I had to go there and spend <laughs> time on the freaking couch in the living room talking about uh, how I felt. Anyway, somehow she convinced me to write a letter to my parents <laughs> and they got back together briefly. And it was chaos. It was embarrassing. They were arguing and stuff, and it was just shit. So they were together for about six months, and my mother was like, I can't take this, and left. Mind you, it wasn't my dad's fault. Many people think, oh, it's a man. No, it was my mother. She who didn't do something right. <laughs> Let's just say that. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was a friend coming okay. to visit, but it wasn't a friend <laughs> visiting my mother. Your auntie, does she have any sort of... Uh counseling like is she a professional counselor at all or has she just been through a ton of therapy or does she just watch series <laughs> she's got this mate she had this matriarchal way about her she was in she's a nurse and maybe you do have a certain bedside manner as a nurse but maybe she just felt it upon herself to kind of help the you know the children and talk to me being the oldest child um was 13 14 but i just hate doing that i'm like my god I gotta tell her how I'm feeling. She was asking all these questions. And uh, years later, see, it must have been so traumatizing because I vaguely remember that. Only when my dad, years later, as an adult, he showed me that letter. I read that letter, almost threw up, like, oh my God. I'd get back together to this crying baby letter I gave them. And uh, no, but she, she, I don't know. I think it was because my mother was her best friend too. She, she liked that they were all together. Oh, he was married okay. to my dad's brother. They just had, we lived down the street. So we were just like two family groups that came together and just did everything together. Did, did your auntie know about your mom stepping out like that? I don't, I'm sure she did. Cause I, I'm sure my dad, cause my aunt, they were all close to so my aunt was married to my dad's brother and he was always up there. And she was just like the person people like to talk to. And I'm sure she knew. I mean, that's what my dad. That's my dad's side of story. Never, I should ask my If she didn't know, if Auntie didn't know, because it sounds like maybe she was just trying to be a neutral party. But you know, I'm surprised that she's from. You know how, like, when there's a divorce, right? Everyone has to <laughs> choose a side. It, it strikes me as the Auntie right. would almost choose your dad's side if 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 she knew. 
I think, uh, yeah, I think she was just more trying to get everyone. Hey, let's just, let's work through these problems. You know, we're adults, we'll try it. And at least, you know, they tried. They, yeah. they try. Um, How old were you at the time? I was about, I was 13. So you were 13 and you wrote this letter and your parents got back together because of the letter? They did. Damn. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've been powerful with words for a long time. <laughs> it always works, you know. It was cringe to me. Did you did you make the connection that mom and dad got back together because of the letter, or I was it something else? Yeah, I didn't make that connection. I think I just remember they were, and they may not have been officially divorced. They may have just been separated. But yeah, they mother moved back in. But I do remember the day. I think I'm like, why the hell am I in the middle of this? My mother looked at me and said, we're leaving. I'm like, or something like that. I'm 13. You're putting all this. <laughs> so, yeah, which is weird. You know, and parents, you know what? They put a lot of pressure on their children. The pressure kid gets, can't we just go outside and run around and you know shoot birds <laughs> with a pellet pistol and, you know, break windows and stuff and go behind trees with girls and explore what they have. And what we have, <laughs> we had our own trauma and I, parent-induced trial. Yeah. Well, that that's called being a good parent or at least trying to be yeah. uh, a, a parent with good EQ, right? But yeah. how many parents, you know, as, as children, we don't really realize it, but as adults, when we grow wow. up and hopefully we've yeah. gone to see a therapist where we're starting to become emotionally healthy, you know, we realized... Yeah. Uh, our parents were not perfect, right? You know, they were they were messed up and they were doing the best with their situation with the tools that they had. I mean, it doesn't make it right. Right. Because <laughs> uh, you're, if I remember correctly, you're, are, are you considered a millennial or are you Gen X? I am, my children are millennials. Yeah, I'm Gen X. I'm 53, so I'm. Okay. I'm a, so, I'm a, no, I think I'm boomers' children. I'm the child of boomers. Okay, yeah, and cons- you know, boomers are are not well known for their emotional health or mental health. So, what was <laughs> the true. trauma aspect of this? Like, just your parents getting back together? Were they fighting a lot, or what was going they on? They were. They were. They were. It was some. Yeah, it, they, they were doing it. I remember one time my dad. I don't. Know, I guess my mother and dad were having a heated discussion in the bedroom, but he. Had gotten dressed, he said, I'm going out. You hear me? I'm going out. And he went out, <laughs> out for the night. It was, it sucked. It was, mm. uh, yeah, I remember sometimes my uh, friends, across, neighbors, friends across the street would laugh and make fun. So this is how your parents are arguing this night. It, I was laughing, but I'm like, this is highly embarrassing. So, me, the trauma wasn't, I had to deal with a lot of emotional, oh, it was embarrassment. I did not like, mm. The feeling of being humiliation. I hated humiliation. Even to this day, you know, even in in the dating world, the the biggest thing would get me is rejection. I'm like, oh, I will not be rejected, <laughs> and mm. I'll just opt to do something else, or you know, even do a stand up comedy. When you're doing comedy, if I look and see one face, some person looking at me askance or whatever, it almost crushes me. <laughs> oh wow! Okay, I have to work through that. So rejection, uh, embarrassment, humiliation is a big thing. 
So just my parents arguing loud enough for people could hear it outside was so humiliating. Or just talking to my aunt about my feelings and problems is embarrassing. Mm. I guess okay. I'm more close, you know, so I hate being embarrassed, mm. humiliated. And that yeah. was traumatic for me. So you, so, if yeah. I remember correctly, you live, you grew up in Texas, right? Tennessee. Yeah. Oh, Tennessee. Close. And then is this like a housing community where your neighbors are so close they can hear you know, paper thin walls or how, or are these like they, really spirited arguments between your parents? I think, well, you know what they were, Sometimes they recur when our friends were over in our yard. So we had houses. So that's, yeah, I was thinking anyone could hear next door. Those houses were fairly far apart. But when okay. we had friends over in the front yard or whatever, or in a backyard playing or in the house playing, sometimes you could hear, sometimes my parents would get into it. And went, what the fuck? Well, it only happened one time. The thing is, it happened just one time where my friends witnessed it, but it felt like that was that was too much. <laughs> so it didn't happen. But the one time, a time when my friends were over that my parents were in a heated debate, this is called a debate, that my friends heard. Because yeah, I think they were in the were in the living room playing or doing something. And I'm like, God, you guys can't so that's the thing. Yeah. That's so that one time was so magnified that I still yeah. shudder to think about it. Even today. I mean, that's 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 the nature of trauma, you know? Yeah. Your parents got back together when you were 13, 14-ish. Mm-hmm. And what was it like when they were together? Was it did, did they try to make a go of it at first? Or was it just straight into the arguing? And, I think they and tried bigger? to make a... Yeah, I think they tried to make a go of it. But it, maybe it was too, too much too quick. Maybe they should have just started with possibly counseling and just <laughs> you, know, you mean the up. logical choice of, 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 of a yeah. separated couple trying to get back together ah yeah. fuck it let's just jump back in together let's just, let's just do it yeah and we'll we'll see what happens no it was it was worse <laughs> so, okay but you know it was they needed to be they needed to heal from whatever trauma they they caused each other yeah it was us. they were dealing with it right then with anger and trust and whatever else was going on Okay. Were they were they like trying to when they got back together? Were they trying to do like the separate space thing? Like dad sleeps in the basement, or was it like they're right back into the? the they were same right bedroom? back in the same bedroom. So that damn, was, yeah. Okay. Right? <laughs> now only if you're a trained soldier for something, you know, special ops. You know, I know how to do this. These are weren't special ops people. <laughs> they yeah, were just special. And so it was, but you know, they they gave the old college try yeah i mean they they tried you know yeah. many people don't even try so there's something to be said for that oh yeah uh so in general what was your childhood like childhood was actually pretty good we um i mean we got everything we wanted for christmas and birthdays I mean, we grew up uh, a good middle class i would say possibly upper middle class uh, you know life for childhood me and i had two brothers so three okay. boys. I'm the oldest of three boys. Christmas was amazing. I never believed in Santa Claus. And I can remember the day I, maybe I was above my time, but I remember seeing a note from Santa you know, with the milk and cookies. And I immediately knew this is my mother's handwriting. <laughs> <laughs> it's a whole sham. This is Santa Claus shit. 
<laughs> I, yeah. uh, but it, it was it, we had a good time. We enjoyed okay. uh, you know, family and friends, and all that stuff. So childhood was really good for me. Okay. And when your mom started to step out, uh, you you saw her her gentleman friends coming around, or was this while you were at school? I. And my dad says something that triggered my memory. I think my mother was seeing a fireman. I remember seeing a Camaro or something parked in front of our house. I can't remember the guy, but I think I do remember him. My mother owned mm. a hair salon. She, you know, she, in our house, my dad, we, we had a salon attached to our house. With, so maybe it's just a blur because people were coming. But oh, my, yeah. As my dad explained it, our neighbor is the one that told him. She was like a very feisty, older, nosy neighbor. <laughs> but so your mom kind of had like perfect cover. I mean, yeah. So the the nosy neighbor sees this person coming to get a haircut. Oh, they got they were just here getting a haircut last week. That that's yeah. a little often for for a tightening up. Exactly. He was quite the visitor, and I do remember remember the car. So I'm like, oh, my dad. He'll say, "You wonder why we got divorced." I'm like. Not really, but yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and you were married before, right? Yes, yes. And do you feel like with that relationship breaking up, was it like you rejected her or she rejected you? No, that's, uh, that was me. That was all on me. As I told my ex-wife, which we we're good friends. I said, I'm sorry, it was me. Because she says anything I did, said, no, I just went to Kuwait, you know. She was my first girlfriend, so when I went to Kuwait, all these pretty girls and stuff, like, I'm going headlong into all of this and just got caught up and pretty much said, okay. hey, squeeze my wife out. Just get a divorce, <laughs> uncontested, and et cetera. Okay. Fair I haven't asked my children of their trauma. No, I, I'm too embarrassed to even ask them. <laughs> and they're older people. They're adults. Um, but I have not even addressed that. I will. I, I actually, my children did. We did talk about it a little bit, but I'm like, ugh, please. <laughs> did Did you approach them, or did they approach you about this? Like, Dad, you know, we need to talk about this. Uh, neither. I think my ex-wife said, hey, we, we should get together and just, you know, talk about it. And I just, I held out for long enough to we stopped. They stopped mentioning it. They, we've never, my children, actually, they've never asked me about that. And I don't okay. want to ask them, hey, do you guys want to know what happened? Hell, I'm not going to ask them that. <laughs> okay. They hate me. <laughs> I don't. Hey, I mean, that's, that's, it's totally legitimate, your, your, your feelings, right? Like, that's, yeah. do your, do your kids. They know. Or yeah. your mother may have said something. Maybe. Yeah. Do your kids know about these, like, uh, your proclivities towards, you know, avoiding rejection? Yeah, my daughter knows it. She's uh, she she'll say you are in Caleb, my son. You guys are just like that. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> we we get real worried about something or things of that nature. Yeah. So my daughter's pretty savvy about that. Okay, fair enough. Which is good to have a good relationship with your kids. You know. Yeah. And, and raising our children, we try to make sure they avoid any type, any issues or trauma. Even though I probably caused something with my stupidity. <laughs> Well, but all parents do, right? Yeah. All parents cause trauma for their children. However, yeah. good parents 
teach those teach their children or give their children the tools to process that trauma. Right. That's true. Right. That's true. Yeah. Because, like the way I grew up was, oh, you're gonna cry. Well, I'm gonna give you something to cry about. That that is not giving. <laughs> yeah. That is no. not giving your child a tool to process <laughs> their their problems. No, it's not. <laughs> my grandmother was like that. That's what I love my grandma. She was great, but once she beat your ass, you had you you only had a certain amount of time to cry. <laughs> so stop this. Yeah. Say, stop that crying. I'm like, all right, mm-hmm. geez, I can't I can't stop the hiccups right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Is this so? The trauma from your parents, you know, getting not the divorce, the getting back together, but mm-hmm. with, with the trauma from that. <laughs> uh, how are you dealing with that trauma? I'm ex- you know what I doesn't bother me that much. I don't even think about it. Just when I thought about it today, I'm like, ugh. Um, I probably I wish they never they should have never just gotten back together. That's my opinion. But they didn't know, you know, they were trying for the for the sake of the kids, that's what it was. For the sake, I think mm-hmm. more for the sake of the children. Um, but it doesn't. The only aspect of that that would bother me is that if you're going to do something to try to correct something, got to deal with what's the term they use now? Unpack it. You've got to yeah deal with it before you just like ripping a bandaid off right off. You know, you slowly peel that bandaid off. <laughs> if you snatch it off, you're taking hair and skin. No, no, no. So I think we just kind of deal with it bit by bit. And then and then formulate, okay. And just say, hey, this is how I'm feeling. Discuss it. That's where That's a trained it. counselor would come come into play. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> not not an auntie sitting on the couch and uh having a conversation because she watched her, her stories. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I'm the guinea pig for it. It's horrible. If if you came across a, a child with a similar situation as, as what you went through, what would you say to them? The child came to me. I, I I think the first thing I would tell the child is, talk to your parents. You know, talk to them. You know, whatever's on your heart. You know, talk to your, if I say if your parents are approachable, talk to them and ask them about it. That's what I would say. Don't you know be influenced. Though my aunt me, meant well, I he probably he like. I'm talking about me. I probably should have gone and talked to my parents afterwards, but I didn't. All my parents were separate, and I was staying with my dad during that time and would go up to my aunt's house. But I never thought to go back and say, hey, Dad, you know, Ed Connie said we should do this or that. I didn't. Mm. I think because I was too embarrassed. So I think the first thing is a child with that similar situation of just parents getting divorced and maybe not wanting it, I would say talk to your parents because it's okay. apparently been let or help. But if I had just spoken with my parents, yes, you know, that may have helped as well. I don't know how, but just, you know, just speak to your parents. That would be, that would be the first thing I would say. Speak to your parents. Yeah. You have many people talking to you here, but if it's not your parents, what do they know? Talk to your parents about how you feel as much as you can as a child. Okay. Okay, fair enough. What are your current plans for the future? You know, my current, actually, my current plans for the future are, maybe as far as trauma or just life in general? Just life in general. Oh, life in, oh, my current plans for the future. I would like to one day eventually stop working for someone and work for myself. Uh, I was really into, I thought it was decent, public speaking, and I was doing some stuff. I did my first quote-unquote motivational 
inspirational speaking thing in Ethiopia, Addis Ababa. It got a huge following. Then I stopped. I had to work. But because it needs to, I need to be self-sufficient. So my plans are the next three to five years, I'd like to re-engage on that, which I've been doing, and get back out there. And uh, I like talking to people. I like inspiring uh, or just laughing or having fun. For example, we were talking about the comedy and the book. One thing that Judy Carter does, she does corporate speaking, which is what I like. And she blends her humor into that corporate speaking. The book is called The Message of You, taking you know, your life and turning it into a message. That's what I would like to do all over the world. Right? Nice. And so that's that's my goal. Then, you know, retire somewhere cheap, like Thailand or <laughs> Get the over 50 visa. <laughs> Do you have grandchildren yet? No, thank God. I refuse to have grandchildren. <laughs> I refuse to have, like it's, like it's your choice. <laughs> <laughs> I told my daughter, I said, I'm not going to, the child without being able to call me grandchild, granddad. He called me Mr. Rooks, Walter, and I'm going to call uncle, him. The, uncle, how about Uncle Walter? Uncle I don't Walter. even want that. No, I may. Oh, okay. No, I won't. Okay. Hey, Mr. Or, hey, sir. And I'll call it the child. Hi, child. <laughs> So I decide that I want to be grandpa. Jeez, it'll be that's, child. That's wild. That's that sounds ageist, but I, I'm, it is. I'm not sure when it's referring to you. I love that. Uh, I don't want to age. <laughs> Come back to Taiwan. You can live here with the rest of the Peter Pans. Yeah, yeah. Or or just move to Thailand. Where I was in Thailand, and I remember being at the airport, walking past McDonald's. I saw a guy. He had to be seventy or older, and a Thai girl. She was feeding him. And before that, I was hating all these old guys coming here. But as I walked past, I had an epiphany. I'm like, I literally said, I get it. <laughs> I got it. I'm like, I get it. You, you want to feel, I'm like, I want to come back here so I can feel that I'm attractive. I'm, you know, sexually good. It just Even though it's a lie, they make you feel like, hey, I'm going to live forever. And then, of course, yeah. they poison my food and that's it. But that's what I wanted. Yeah. So that's only when that's only after you made them a beneficiary of your exactly. will. Exactly. Okay. And then her real boyfriend comes in. <laughs> so, but I felt so. Yeah, I just want to feel a little good all my age, all my yeah. own forever. What a way to go, though. Exactly. I mean, there's there's a good story there. If there is. Uh, so, anything anything you want to plug before uh, before we say goodbye? I know you have a podcast. I do have a podcast. Uh, the podcast is called What Now. W-H-A-T-N-O-W question mark. And you should be able to find it on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, I think, uh, Spotify and others. Um, so yeah, that's I do that with a co-host and we just talk about many things. Money, the lack of money. I think my favorite episode is death. Our thoughts and fears of death. That was Ooh. really good. Yeah. So, Sounds good. I'll, I'll link that in the show notes, but yeah, thank you. Thank you very much, Walter. Appreciate it. Walter was able to make many kids' dreams a reality. He was able to bring his mom and dad together, causing an even more traumatic experience. Next week, I will talk with an Emmy Award-nominated actor. He talks about his cousin's suicide and how he has coped with such a significant loss. Thank you for listening to Trauma Dump.